Hey guys, welcome into the council room with the Sugar Hill Youth Council. Every episode, we'll be diving deeper into city government and discovering new aspects of community involvement with the help of special guest speakers. We hope this podcast teaches you a little more about our sweet city and inspires you to get more involved in your community. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In the Council Room. My name is Millen, and today I have with me Maya and Avery. And today we're going to be talking about getting involved into politics as a teen. And Maya, I'll let you start it off. Okay, so getting involved into politics as a teen, I feel like it's very easy to do nowadays because of social media and the internet making everything really easy to research. But research is the first step in always getting involved because you have to know your facts in order to make an argument or just to form an opinion, honestly. So what you kind of want to start off with when you're thinking uh, about getting involved into politics is what are my research sources and how, how can I apply that to my opinions? So when you're looking at a research source, I'm sure everyone has heard this, but bias is very it's hard to get around because there's bias in every single piece you read and it's okay to read a piece with bias, but you have to remember and take that into account when making your opinion and always check the dates and make sure that they are a relevant time period because you never know when a piece of legislature or an, an opinion piece was published. And if it was published say in 2012, it's a lot less relevant than it would be if it was published in 2019. And that is very important when you're going into politics and researching your opinion so far. And I think, like I said earlier, uh, Millen and Avery can tell you all about how social media and research plays a huge role because as a teenager, we see a lot of things on Instagram posts and on TikTok. And one thing that I think is very important to acknowledge is the social media bias. Depending on who you follow, it varies. And if you're if you're following a lot of people who have the same opinion, you're not really going to see the other side of the argument. And honestly, when forming an opinion, it's important to take into account all sides. You may not agree with them. You may hear them and think that's ridiculous. And I, I know personally, I do that a lot. But you have to hear them in order to form your own opinion. You can't just blindly say this is what I believe in and have it be an unfounded thing. And that's where yeah, social media bias very- comes in. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I just wanted to add, I completely agree with you that you're getting multiple viewpoints and you can't always trust just one source. Um, so that's kind of something that social media has a lot wrong with it. But I feel like it also helps you stay informed with the stuff that's going around, uh, like such as like the quarantine. You stay c- connected with each other since there's not a lot of social interaction going on. So you're staying interacting with your friends you're getting more knowledge on like what's going around the world, what's happening around the world uh, in terms of COVID. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree, especially in terms of COVID because I know personally for me, if nobody has heard that this past Thursday, they opened up the COVID vaccines to 16 plus teenagers. And I didn't know that until I looked on social media and saw um, Senator John Ossoff's post about that. And I was like, that's very interesting. That's something that I should know. And if you're following these figures, these uh, senators or representatives, I think that's a really good way to get you started off on research. And like Melon said, social media can be very useful to get informed. So Mel and Avery, have you guys like ever 
found something and it helped you inform like on social media? I know there was a lot going on in quarantine like that. Yeah, like you were saying, uh, 16 plus year old, like six, anyone 16 and above can start getting their COVID vaccine. So my parents found out, so I'm probably going to be getting my COVID vaccine soon. So I feel like that's one of the most helpful things that I've learned. Yeah, same. I'm also scheduled to get my COVID vaccine soon as well, but I guess that's kind of unrelated. But specifically with the social media type news, I feel like it's helped me feel very connected because a lot of my friends, like probably millions and Mize as well, they're very like politically active. So I constantly see their feed and it talks about all of like these current, like in the news type things where I didn't really know about it. And it often interests me to kind of learn more and like search on like Google or any other sources because you can't always trust everything that you see. But it definitely piques your interest enough, at least for me, to Google on my own and learn more. So that's how social media has kind of helped me. Yeah, and going off the whole, you can't always trust what you see. Um, I know that there have been a few times where I looked at a social media post, something about um, maybe the BLM movement or something like that. And I did further research into it just to make sure that it was factually accurate because the opinions that I form, I want them to be founded. And have, have, like, have you guys ever had that, you know, kind of same situation happen to you where you went into more research and checked your facts? Yeah, so I feel like there's so much power in social media when everyone stands up and posts it on the story. Because let's say, for like example, this recent event, the shooting that happened downtown Atlanta, I did not know too much about it. And then when I was on Instagram, I saw so many feeds about it. So it led me to research more about it. And I just feel like that's what social media is all about and helping you inform, be informed. I definitely agree. And I also think it's important to bring up that social media censorship kind of exists too. So I don't know if any of you were on TikTok during the time that that shooting happened, but I know that TikTok was censoring a lot of the information and I didn't even know that it was happening when it was happening because, because my entire For You page was just like filled with posts that made no sense like I I wasn't interested in any of those posts and then later on I found out that they did that to censor the shooting which I think is not a good name for their brand I think that's ridiculous because you know we do use social media to stay informed and the fact that I had to further research that and find out like the next day was crazy right I guess that kind of still emphasizes just how important it is to use multiple sites though just because it's kind of crazy like you already said how there is this type of censorship going on so it's you have to really stay informed in this like new era to use multiple sites and multiple sources just to get all your facts straight at all which is crazy yeah I agree and that really goes into forming your own opinion um, because you're not going to have the same opinion as your friends maybe you'll have similar opinions they may be very very similar but you're also going to have small issues where you disagree and it's okay to disagree with people. And as long as you're not hurting anyone and it's okay to disagree with your parents as well. I know that growing up as a teenager, I have often disagreed with my parents on several political views because we just grew up in different eras and we, we think differently and that's okay. And the amount of constructive arguments 
let's call them, that I've had with my parents have definitely been informative of their views. And though I still don't agree with them, I think that listening to the other people's listening listening to other people's opinions is very important. But it's also important that you you know your opinion and and you don't want to discount other opinions as well. And that kind of plays into the whole researching of on multiple sites because it's important to be well-rounded and have a sound argument. There's actually a good website that I found for finding these unbi- unbiased balanced muses and it's called allsides.com. Um, I'm not sure if we can get that anywhere, but it's A-L-L-S-I-D-E-S.com. It's a really good place to check out if you want to check uh, unbiased sides of balanced news. I don't know if any of you guys have heard about it. I have, um, and I have a few examples of like other good resources too. I feel like the best good research, good good research to use when you're researching are congressional documents. For example, if you're into the Green New Deal, the best thing that you can do to form your opinion on the Green New Deal is not to read all these opinion magazines on it or opinion uh, posts, but you you really want to read the source itself because that way you know exactly what it's talking about and you know that none of the words have been swayed because this is what the congressional document is and that's just, there's no surface, under surface level kind of biases swaying that. And I think one of my friends actually did read the entire Green New Deal and she made her opinion on it and that was very important. You can also find other websites that are unbiased or kind of try to stay in the center as much as possible. And there are so many good resources out there, but it's always important that you check and look. And the best resource is a primary resource coming straight from a congressional piece of legislature or something like that. Right, all right. So the next biggest thing I would say is probably outreach. So this is this involves contacting your local representatives, getting into youth groups for your school clubs, join your local PTA, local startups, anywhere that you can go to get politically involved. Uh, The next best thing is probably internships. So you can contact these local representatives, tell them you're interested and tell them that you'd love an internship and you can either get into their campaigns, their political organizations itself. And I feel like this is a really great way to see what it's like being on a political side of government. I, Um, oh yeah. So Maya and Avery, I had a question for you. Do you guys know who your legislators and like some of your legislators and politicians are in Georgia? I know a few representatives and a few local government people and the senators, John Ossoff, Raphael Warnock. We have Carolyn Bordeaux, which uh, you spoke about internships. And one of my other friends actually had an internship with Carolyn Bordeaux. And I think that was really interesting because he got to be involved in her political campaign before she got elected as a representative. That's funny. My friend actually did too. But yeah, it's really important that you get to know who your legislators and politicians are so you get more connected with what's going on. And it gets you one step closer to actually getting involved. Um, Right. The the next thing would be volunteering. And these places you can volunteer at places that benefit your community. So whether it be churches or hospitals or anything like that sort. And I think Avery has something for us more about volunteerism. Yeah, so I think volunteerism is super important to get into politics just because you're able to really like meet the citizens that 
the politics is really meant to serve. And you're also able to meet other people that may be just as interested in politics as you. So it's more of a conversation rather than just you forming your own opinions. Because typically your ideas, you would never uh, like disagree or agree with you yourself. But when you're able to kind of converse or have a conversation with someone else who may not have the same thoughts or views as yourself, you're able to kind of grow what you're what you truly believe in. I think that's super important. And so I guess for us specifically, the Sugar Hill Youth Ambassadors or community clubs, or even working at a polling place, volunteering to register voters, or even voting yourself kind of helps you stay connected to politics and even your community, just because it requires you to think and really research just things that you typically don't do. And something else I would recommend if you want to get into politics is visiting your local city's websites. For us, that would be the Sugar Hill website. The page often keeps information about like council meetings. They're very informational. The minutes, they're up to date with current news. And it really helps you understand what your community cares about. Just because during like these council meetings or these minutes, you're able to see what citizens really go to the meetings and argue or talk to the council members for. And that's kind of what this local type of politics is about. They're typically not like these national issues, but more rather what impacts them directly just because city government is so close and near and dear to them. And then the final thing that I would say about getting into politics and this volunteerism would be kind of putting yourself out there. For me, Meyer, and Millen, I would say all of us kind of took a chance and kind of speaking out about our minds in politics a little bit, just joining a club. And it kind of helps when you talk to people and there are groups such as like the community roundtable that helps you like connect with other people in Sugar Hill, or it's like a business thing where they kind of talk about that type of stuff. There's, you can join a campaign like Millen talks about, or even like visit Sugar Hill events. And you often see like council members or other people who are really excited about the city. And I have a question for both you, both my and uh, what would be a time when you kind of done this? I kind of already mentioned it, but could you give a story or an example? Uh, I can go first. So me and Avery, to those who don't know, co-lead the Youth Ambassadors. And the Youth Ambassadors are a group of young people, um, usually high schoolers, that serve our community for the benefit of the community. So it's more, more servant-based servant leadership. So I feel like that's something that where I put myself out there to get everyone involved and talk to everyone. Yeah, and I think that another time that I have put myself out there has probably been um, joining all these activities. And uh, like Avery said, talking to people kind of gets you somewhere networking because I talk to people in my school and they have told me about so many clubs. For example, the High School Democrats of America is a really great club to join if you wanna get involved because they have they have a bunch of activities like coffee with a candidate where you get to go and sit and talk to a candidate. And I think that's a great opportunity to put yourself out there. And that's kind of how I've put myself out there. Absolutely. I think those local clubs are so important just cause it helps you stay very connected to other people in your community that you could like readily talk to for politics. And for me, I kind of got into politics through a club in Gwinnett called the Gwinnett Youth Commissioners. It was like these group of like 30 students who were interested in like politics and were able to kind of learn about the Gwinnett County government. And that's kind of what led me to 
learn more and kind of be a part of the Sugar Hill Youth Council today. So that's, that's something that's close to my heart. Something that I also wanted to add is go to the city council meetings. Those are places where you are allowed to speak your mind and you will be heard. So I feel like that's one of the most, like one, one of the biggest ways to get involved right into your city's politics. I think every city should, has a council meetings weekly or bi-weekly. So I think that's a really important thing to go to as I, I go there almost every week. So yeah, and definitely don't be afraid to walk in there because I know one of my first times in, it's like super intimidating. I don't know about you guys. No, yeah, yeah I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see all these adults, and it's just a crowded room, but you're definitely allowed to be there. So just take a seat. And if you go to like the Sugar Hill City Council meetings, you'll definitely see other youth or even any city. You'll probably see youth as well, just sitting there and trying to learn. So that's a great environment, Millie. And bring a friend with you if you're really scared and try to, because that way it's a, a joint adventure between two of you and it's not something that you have to do on your own. Yeah. Right. Um, so that concludes the end of our uh, breakout room. Oh, wow, I said breakout room. Daniel, cut that out. <laughs> okay wait uh daniel cut this out for now um yeah i got you i got you i got you okay wait three two one go so that kind of concludes this week's episode of into the count in the council room so signing off is avery millen and maya and we'll talk to you next time thanks bye, for listening guys. bye guys bye